Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It's Tuesday, July 31, 2018. Ali, welcome Good to see you. Ali just popped into the chat room. If you would like to join Ali in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Scroll down to Charles Earl's picture that will bring and click on that. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. Junior, a.k.a. Charles Earl, with his debut release, Love and Sax. Charles, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Thank you so much for having me, Terry. I'm so happy to be here. Now, it is my pleasure. Thank you for the interview. Now, Charles said something very interesting to me just before we went live. Um, he said that he was trying to break into the industry. So I want to know what you meant by that. Um, I am trying. <laughs> I'm trying to navigate the 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 ups and downs of the industry and trying to figure out um now that I have this this project how do I get it to the masses? Like what's the best way to mm-hmm. navigate the industry to get my project to the masses? And um, it's not really a tutorial on it. It's not like it's a one thing. You know, it's not like it's it's a one size fit all deal. It's is 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 definitely is definitely uh, it's definitely about relationships and mm-hmm. and and having the right relationships to move you forward in that in that process. Okay. Now, are you finding social media um, to be helpful in that area? Yeah, to some degree. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have had, you know, quite a few people reach out to me and uh, tell me that they was, you know, loving the project and, and, and how, you know, how just how happy they were that they, you know, ran across it. So that's that's definitely good to hear, you know. Um, so yeah, that's definitely social media has definitely helped with that. Okay. And now, what about um, a manager or a record promoter? Are you working with anybody like that? Oh, uh, I don't have any management right now. I am definitely I'm working with uh, with Anna, uh, 
Clemios. I I, I don't know if I pronounced her last name right, so I hope she don't, <laughs> I hope she don't hate me for that. But um, I've been working with her as a uh, promoter, so she's been helping me trying to get my name out here, and I'm very thankful for uh, to have her in my corner and helping me out. And that's how I found out about you through her um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. All right, so it seems to be working for you so far. All right, so now you have released your <laughs> debut project called Love and Sax, and I have to say I love the cover. And I, I like to talk to the artists about the covers, their CD covers, so tell me about yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, a, I did a shoot. I went and did a shoot with uh, uh, a friend of mine named Kyan Davidson here, and um, – I felt like it went. I felt like it went well. So when it was time for me to actually do the cover, um, I worked with uh, a young lady out of the Chicago area named Dana Millhouse, and she uh, she asked me what the what the album was about. So I you know I kind of told her, you know what was going on, you know how, like how we kind of came up with the name and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, what kind of what the album represented. And so she took a couple pictures and did a couple mock-ups, and um, this one, this was this was one of them, and it just kind of stuck with me and a couple of the a couple of the people I let see it. They was like, yeah, this is this is the one right here. So that's kind of how it kind of came about. You know, very nice cover. I like it a lot. Yeah, you know, like Thank that you so a lot. Much. All right. You're welcome. So now let's talk about Love and Sex. With um, this being your debut project, uh, how did you go about, you know, putting yourself and in your into this music uh, for your this release? Um. So I had the 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 amazing privilege to work with a local drummer here from Detroit named Jeff Kennedy. And um, we kind of linked up, and I told him I was interested in doing a project, and he was interested in producing me. And um, he sent me like a, an agreement, and in the agreement, he sent um, for you the first track on the record. He sent it in a file, kind of like in a raw, kind of like you know, just like a demo form. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, this is it right here. So um, Mm -hmm. that is how Love and Sex, that's how the journey kind of started with that first song, For You. I think that's why I left it number one, because that was like the first thing we did. I was like, man, this is is like the beginning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now, so how does this release, um, reflect you as an artist and a person. This, to me, this this recording was very. It was very raw. It was very passionate. It was very. Um. It was. It was. It was funky, like R and B, and I felt like that was just my whole, like my whole style as a player. I just loved that vibe, that feel. So, um, to me, this project really just reflects my passion for music and love and life, and uh, it just kind of sums it up. 
Yeah. Now, I read that you started playing the saxophone at age 11. Who did you see somebody playing the saxophone or did you hear someone playing it that made you say, I want to play that instrument? <laughs> no, neither, neither of those. So uh-huh. growing up, my uncle was a drummer. Mm-hmm. He had these drums set up in front of his, his record player. And I used to go down there and I used to play and I used to play with the records. And I was like, man, I want to be a drummer like my uncle. So uh, come sixth grade, um, they had an announcement on the school PA. And they said, if you're interested in band, come down and see the band. Or if you, you know, band or choir or orchestra, if you want to go in one of those directions, come down to the music wing. So I'm like, okay, that's me all day. I'm going to go down here and I'm going to play these drums because I've been playing these drums. I'm ready. So I go down there after school and I meet the music teacher. His name is uh, Mr. Crutcher, Mr. Damian Crutcher. And uh, I said, hey, I want to come in. I want to play drums. And he said, uh, no, I got too many drummers already. And, really? Uh, really, yeah. He said, I got mm-hmm. too many drummers already. He's like, have you been studying? He's like, have you been, did you play, uh, have you taken private lessons or something? And I said, no, nah, I've just been playing at my uncle's house. He was like, nah, 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 we got too many <laughs> He was like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, well, like, well, so I'm, I'm standing there. I'm like, well, well, now what? So he said, he said, well, look in there. He was like, do you play anything else? I'm like, uh, no, nah, not really. He was like, well, look in there and see if there's something else you want to play. Um, and then you can play one of those. So I look in the door and um, I seen the trumpets. I couldn't knew I couldn't play trumpet because my lips was too big. My cousin had a trumpet. <laughs> I could play that. And then it was like it was like twenty flute players. They was all girls. It was like twenty clarinet players. They were all girls. So I'm kind of like, uh, I don't need this kind of aggravation in sixth grade. So then it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is this is all going on in my mind as a as a young as a youngster. So the only thing that was left was like saxophone. So I'm like. I could play a saxophone. That's cool. So I say, you know, you know, do y'all have a saxophone I could, you know, borrow or whatever? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, just go home and tell your parents you want to play a saxophone. They can get you one from from uh, this place called Royal Music. It's a, it was a, like a local mm-hmm. music shop here. I'm like, my parents are not going to give me no saxophone. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go home and I say, uh, hey, mom. You know, I want a saxophone because, you know, I tell her the story. And she said, okay. So they went and got me a saxophone. It was just like that. So it's like, now nah, I'm playing saxophone. It was just, just, so, <laughs> just kind of crazy. It just happened. And from there, um, you went, you were in the school band and, um, later on, you 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 know you took some lessons and everything, and never regret that choice. No, no, um, not at all. I I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. Just you know, playing in school and 
Um, I did put it down for a, a quick second, but I kind of got inspired again, and I, I never turned back. It was just, it was just like kind of just one of them things. After I, I after I, I seen, I, I think I saw my future one evening in a bar. I seen some jazz musicians. I was like eighteen, uh-huh. I was sitting in this this bar downtown called Burke's, and um, it was a guy down there playing. His name was uh, uh his name is uh, Larry Smith. He was like he's an amazing, amazing jazz alto player here in Detroit, and uh, he was like, you know, they was playing like straight ahead stuff like Charlie Parker, and he was like nailing his stuff to the wall, and then. This guy came in the door like it was almost kind of like out of a cowboy movie. He just come in the door. He got like this pin, pin uh, this suit on with these pinstripes on it, and um, and he pulled out his horn and he like murdered the place. And uh, that guy was James Carter, and he like like from that day forward, I was like, this is what I want to do, like right here. <laughs> so no, I never regretted playing saxophone never all right okay so now with love and sax um i also read that this features all detroit musicians since you are from detroit um tell me about some of the artists working with you on the cd oh yeah (laughs) so like i said um the album was produced by a drummer here named jeff kennedy who is also an artist and um um, he's an amazing, an amazing artist. He's an amazing drummer, an amazing person. He definitely, like, he definitely um, he was a great, great producer to work with. You know, even mm-hmm. you know, he was he was always there. He was always professional. He was always um, just top notch, just all the way. He put. Um, he put a lot of it. He put all the talent together. That was like his one stipulation when we when we linked up. He was like, you know, I got. He was like, I got network of guys I work well with. I want to use them. So I said, okay, that's cool. And so, the people he put together um, were amazing. Um, we got uh, Alice Cooper, is a um, an, an amazing mm-hmm. keyboard player. He runs his own band here, the Three One Three Experience. They are an amazing group of musicians themselves. Um, Ken Morris on guitar, Kenny Rocket, um, did some amazing guitar work on here. Craig Shepard, uh, did most of the bass work on the record. Um, uh, it's like a couple times, uh, Jeff did key bass or, um, I think maybe Ollie did key bass on some stuff. And, uh, but all of the bass guitar was laid down by, um, Craig Shepard. Uh, Shepard is a super, super amazing bass player. Um, we had Kenny Watson doing vocals. He did all the little vocal arrangements with uh, with Jeff. Jeff and him worked out the vocal arrangements. Um, great vocalist here from Detroit. Once again, Sasha. Uh, Sasha Cash is an amazing guitar player. I just seen him the other evening. Shout out to Sasha Cash. Um, and uh, Gerald Evans uh, is an, another amazing saxophone player, but on better days, he is the guy playing the flute on there. Ah, um, okay. Yes, yes. Um, 
man, just great cats. Uh, Mo Whitsett's another great um, uh, keyboard player here from the city. He worked with a lot of great artists. Um, I was definitely humbled to have him on the record. Uh, Aaron Shelton, um, uh, Dave Burton, Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson uh, was playing with Hot Sauce. Um, great guitar player here in the city. Um, and that was that was it. Um, I think that is everybody. Oh, and Kevin Tubbs. Kevin Tubbs. I cannot forget my man Kevin Tubbs. Uh, keyboard player. Uh, pianist here from Detroit City. All right. A lot of artists on this release. Somebody in the chat wants to know how long did the project take from start to finish? Um, so, so we started the project in um, 2014. We started the project in 2014, um, right after my daughter was born. Okay. We finished it. Um, we finished recording. We finished recording in um, November of 2016. So it took us like, so we we kind of did it in two halves. We did the first half in like 2014, early part of 2015. Then we took like a little, we took like a couple little break. Then we came back and did the last four. Um, we had it mixed down. I was going to release it in 20, uh, 2017. I was going to release it in March of 2017, but little stuff kept happening. I just felt like it wasn't the right time. So we, we pushed it back and then, uh, we got the final master back in 2018. So we was manipulating it and work 2014 to, to this year, to 2018. Okay, cool. All right, mm-hmm. talking to saxophonist Charles, also known as Charles Prophet Jr. Um, his debut release is called Love and Sax. If you'd like to call in with a question, the number is 646-716-5485. All right, Charles, you're going to listen to some music, and I'm going to let you pick the first song. Oh, um. How about we listen to For You since we uh I was talking about that a little earlier. All right, this is For You.
that was for you from Charles' debut release, Love and Charles, how does a song um, begin for you? How do you build it into a fully realized piece? Oh, for me, it usually starts with like some kind of groove, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really. I I I have learned a lot from doing this record about creating a good melody. And mm-hmm. uh, before doing this record, that wasn't my strong suit. You know, that wasn't something I was necessarily strong in. So, um, luckily, I had Jeff here to uh, to give me a hand with a lot of that. I only wrote one song on the record, and Jeff wrote the other seven. So, um, okay. yeah, so um, when I do my next record, I think I'm going to write most of the material for that. So it's gonna be a little different, but um, but for this record, he he can he had a lot of good material, and uh, every time he came with another song, I was just like, yeah, let's let's go. <laughs> it just sounded so good. I was like, yeah, let's go. So yeah. So in working with uh, James, um, him helping you out a lot in terms of providing music and writing the music, but for yourself. Um, when you were thinking about this project, did you have like any, you know, fears or trepidation um, going into it? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of um, a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and uh, anxiousness. You know, in every step of the way, you know, it's taken a lot, you know, and and, and Jeff was definitely, you know, I, I think at times he sensed it too, and he was like, man, come on, man, you know, you, you know, we can do this, you know, and and you know, because you know when you you putting your 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 like your yourself out there on the line, kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a a challenging thing you know, to put yourself out there to be, you know, rejected or, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to, you just got to, you know, just keep in mind that it's only one, it's only one project, you know, it's going to do what it's going to do. And then you have to regroup and then learn from what you did and go out and do another one. If, if, if this is what you desire, right. You know, so it was definitely, I definitely had a lot of those, a lot of those kind of fears and anxieties. Mm-hmm. So once a song was finished, completely finished, and let's say you listened to it one more time, were you happy with that song? Mm. We did a we did a couple of overdubs and things um at times, but once we got done with most of the tunes, um I was pretty satisfied, but um, I wasn't completely satisfied till I got the final master back. Even hearing some of the some of the mix, like I had a mix and a master before done by uh, done by Doc here in uh, Detroit. Obviously, Detroit. He's another Detroit mixer uh, who who mixed the project down for me, and. Uh, it was good, but it was like 
it wasn't there. And he he was telling me he was like, man, you should have. He was like, man, you should have someone master it for real, for real. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, when, we we sent it off to to Steve Hall out at uh, Future Disc Systems on the West Coast, and he mastered it. Once he sent the master back, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was it was good. Like I felt solid with it then, but yeah. up until then, I was still kind of like, you know, it still needed something. You know, we were still mm. trying to figure it out. So mm. okay, all right. Mm. Now, Ollie wants to know which song did you write? I wrote my current single that is charting now on the smooth jazz charts. Like I, last time I checked, I think I was at number 80. So um, it's Saturday Nights. It's track number five, the song that I wrote. I sent it to, uh, huh? I'm sorry, I'm getting a bad. I must be breaking up here. I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? Y'all? Okay, Terry, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. You're still kind of going in and out, Terry. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I know, uh, right? I can hear you now. Hopefully, we can stay here. Let's okay. stay here. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might be good. We might be good. Okay, tell me Saturday nights. Saturday nights. Saturday nights was a tune I was grooving. Uh, I was grooving on at the crib. I was, you know, I was working it out, uh, and I sent it to Jeff, and I was like, Jeff, man, I think this might be a song we could add to the project. I was like, you know, listen to it. And uh, let me know what you think. I sent it to him in an email. So I sent it to him in an email, and then, you know, one, two, three, four, five days and went by. And I'm like, I'm like, man, if the song is terrible, just let me know. Like, you ain't got to be trying to figure out what you're going to tell me. And he's like, oh, no, no, man. I, You know, he was like, no, I just, you know, I took the song and I did. So he had, so I guess he was vibing on it, too. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was something about it. I liked it. He was like, so he's like, he's like, did like an arrangement on what I sent him. And I was like, oh. So I'm like, yeah. So we we went in and did it. And it came out. I was like, man, this is this is it right here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that one's there. Yeah, that one's that one's charting at number 80 now. And um, I'm working with a, with a, a great radio promoter and he's getting me some play nationwide here in a couple markets. And his name is Dave Cooner. And I appreciate him. He's another great guy mm-hmm. that, um, I've, I've had the, the privilege to partner up with to help me kind of promote the record. And he's a great, great person, man. Just a great individual, man. So I definitely enjoy working with him. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So from Charles debut release, love and sax, this is Saturday night.
debut release, Love and Sex. And I want to apologize for my going in and out and the music skipping. I'm having some technical difficulties this evening, so I apologize to you, Charles, for that. And um, I just asked Ollie in the the chat room, please let me know if I go in and out again. Um, That would be helpful. Thank you. So now, Charles, um, your bio says that you studied um, under Wendell Harrison and George Benson. Is this the the guitarist George Benson? No, this is a saxophonist from Detroit who is also named George Benson. Okay. Yeah, and he's, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of it's kind of like yeah, he always got to make sure he say Detroit. Um yeah. George Benson, but yeah, no, it's a saxophonist. I wish I could have studied with the the guitarist <laughs> George Benson. That would have been that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um I want to ask you a question um about a conversation if you had a conversation who would you pick, and what would the conversation be like? Stan Getz, Cannonball Adderley, or John Coltrane? So if I could have, so I could, if I could have a conversation with any of those gentlemen, which one would I choose, and what would I talk to them about? Yes. Woo. Ooh. That's a hard one. Oh. I you know I so so when I was in college I was a uh, I was playing alto and I was a big Cannonball fan I was a big Cannonball Adderley fan so I would love to just kind of sit down and and kind of talk about his approach a little bit uh, but Coltrane he. Oh, man, his legacy. I mean, like uh, just some of the ideas and some of the the things he was he was kind of studying was just so so kind of like just innovative. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I w- I would love to sit down with him as well and just kind of talk about you know like his approach to 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 improv or you know or, or you know doing some changes or something like that. You know, um, you know, just just to hear from him. You know, I think like that would be amazing. I don't yeah, know if I can pick yeah. one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe Coltrane. Maybe I had to go with Coltrane. I would have to go with Coltrane. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, um, I appreciate the interview. I'm going to close the show with another song. I'm going to let you pick that one. Oh. Um. Let's go with Better Days. Okay. And I appreciate you so that. much for having me. Better days. Um, Better days was a song that Jeff had, and uh, he was like, you know, he sent it to me. He was like, you know, just let me know what you think. You know, maybe we could, you know, use. I'm like, okay, and I check it out. So I checked it out, and I, I, I liked it initially. I liked it. I thought it was good. And uh, you know, I was like, cool. But after after we like recorded it, I really liked it. Like after we got mm-hmm. it like mixed and everything, because it was like some things that um, he had some, some some parts of the songs um, of the session was kind of missing. 
and they had to kind of get all the session together. So even when I was recording it, I didn't hear the complete session because there were things that were going on that was was just missing that he hadn't had a chance to import into the session. But the the main parts of the session was there, so I could do the recording, whatever. So so after so after we did the recording and he got everything together and we got it mixed, I was like. <laughs> I was like, this is a great song with, you know, just just with the, the, some of the things going on in the background. I just really enjoy it. So I always thought okay. this, was, this was, after it got mixed and mastered, it was just, it just sounded, it came out great. Okay. Um, Ali has another question. He wants to know, who do you like out there today? Uh, it, it's, it's crazy because it's so many great artists. Uh, out here today. Uh, I actually had the pleasure to meet uh, Andrew uh, Vandal. And, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. In Texas. I was down in mm-hmm. Texas uh, hanging with my friend Melissa for her birthday. And um, I was like, man, there you go. I got to meet Marion Meadows that night. It was cool. Um, and, and a couple other cats from, uh, from, from Dallas. I was playing in the band. But I went, when Andrew's CD came out. I was like, man, this is a great CD. So I, I really think he's a great player. I really, I really enjoy listening to him. Um, uh, Donald Hayes is to is an amazing saxophonist. I love him. Um, man, he does like some amazing. He got some amazing gospel um, arrangements, uh, and he's like killing all of them. I, I love that Donald Hayes. He's a, I love listening to him. Um, I got a couple cats that I, I I like listening to. It's another guy. Um, he's not he's not smooth jazz, but his name is Troy Roberts. I I think he's a he's a great horn player, and uh, it's a, I, I I just love good horn players. It's like you don't even have to be smooth jazz. It's just if you can right. play, I I just love it. Yeah. So, but but definitely Andrew. I like I, I I've been listening to him. Um, probably more so to anybody. I, I really like his new record. It's really good. Okay. Now, are you thinking mm-hmm. about your next CD? I am. I am. And uh, I'm going to do it again with Jeff. And like I said, this one is, uh, we definitely going to be doing more of a a collaboration because I, I love working with Jeff and he has great mm-hmm. ideas. So I definitely want to utilize him. But for my first release, I was definitely um, learning a lot, right. and right. Um, I, it, it, I, I'm just glad that he was there. He was patient, you know what I mean? Like he, I learned so much from doing this first record. So like I have like so much more, just like knowledge and, and focus and direction, you know, going into this next one. You know, I, I definitely have like a. Um, I definitely have like a, a a set list of criteria that I know uh, I'm gonna have, and and, a, and a definitely like a a, a um uh like a direction, you know, that I mm-hmm. want to go to. Like like with this record, it like th- I feel like this record is an excellent representation of me and and like my my vibe. I feel like Jeff captured that like really good. And the next one, 
I want to expand on it even more, you know. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be even even more uh, fun and, a, and an amazing adventure going forward. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, I look forward to hearing that and um, waiting for that to come out. So let everyone mm-hmm. know where they can find you on social media. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Charles Prophet Jr. Um, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, I'm C Prophet Jr. Um, you can find me on Twitter, C Prophet Jr. And um, uh, if you uh, you can find me, you can go to my website, CharlesProfitJr.com. Uh, <laughs> I'm on uh, SoundCloud. Just Google Charles, uh, or you can just Google me, Charles Prophet Jr. You can see me come up. I'm on all social media, all digital uh, uh, media outlets. Um, title, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Apple Music. You can find me. All there. right, all right. Well, cool. Well, I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Anna for introducing me to Charles. Thank you, Anna. Charles, thank you for the interview. I really appreciate it. Um, Enjoyed talking to you, and I wish you much continued success with your music. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. I greatly appreciate your time. Likewise, likewise. Thank you. All right, so you have a good evening. You too. Take care. Thanks. All right, that was Sax on his Charles Prophet Jr. His debut release is called Love and Sax. You'll find that on his website, charlesprofitjr.com. Ali, thanks for hanging out in the chat room. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with me, your host, the Jazz Queen, and I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. From Charles Love and Sax CD, this is Better Days. Have a good evening.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.